everyone, and welcome to episode 112 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about a surprise I recently pulled off, assess the new MLB rules so far, and read some listener reviews, all coming up right now on Holding Court. You know I love surprises. Yeah, you're really, really... Really, really good at them. I think the way my mind works, and I'll get into my recent surprise, but I think the way that I think of every possible outcome in every scenario, which is also probably why <laughs> I deal with extreme anxiety at all times, is... Do you have anxiety? <laughs> what? I think it allows me to have surprises on my resume as a top skill. Yeah, I mean... I remember my 30th birthday. Do was, you? Yeah, I, I do, actually. <laughs> so on Mother's Day, I had the idea to go home to Indiana, which is now a lot closer than it would be if we were in California. So I booked the flight and wanted to surprise my mom at breakfast and then wanted to take her down to this place called Indiana Beach, which if you haven't been... So, so sorry. It is this amusement park. I would kind of compare it to what, like a Coney Island, like an elevated Coney Island. I'm, I'm saying this as if you've been there. Obviously, you're not allowed to go anywhere in the summer and it's only open in the summer, <laughs> but it's on this beautiful lake in Indiana and it's about an hour or so from my hometown, but they were only open 12 to 8 and the way that Indiana is structured is... Our county and the county right next to us are the only counties on central time. And then the entire rest of the state is on Eastern. That's so weird. And they're only open from 12 to 8. So I needed to obviously take my mom to breakfast. And then we needed to leave pretty soon because you already, it's over an hour drive, hour time change. So I thought, how am I going to get my mom to breakfast? So I have my sister ask her to breakfast, which my sister not a morning person at all, but we needed to meet for breakfast at nine o'clock. And so <laughs> she is a morning person when she comes out and visits us. Yeah. She kind but, of falls on our yeah. schedule, but when she's at home, she is not a morning person. So I just immediately thought my mom is going to think something is weird. If my sister is inviting her to a 9am breakfast. So I have kind of backup scenarios. I say, why don't you say that your boyfriend has to take his mom to lunch after? Or why don't you say you guy, like that your boyfriend's going to work and so he needs the car at X time? But then I thought, what if she said, oh, well, don't worry about it. I know that's early for you. We can just do it another day. I needed her to not push it away. And she said, she's not going to think anything of it. Just let me invite her to breakfast. So... She said, that sounds great, wonderful, lovely. So I get on the flight and I thought, should I just send her a photo from one of my walks in Boston in recent times that morning and just say, oh, it's so nice here today. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, to try to like set yeah. it up. Okay. But then I thought that's just too much. So I'm not even going to say anything because it's <laughs> so early. She's not going to expect my text that early. And... So I just got on the flight and went there and <laughs> go. So I go get my sister, 
get to the restaurant and I don't know why I just thought to hide under the table when she came in as if there needed to be a, an wait, additional surprise. Wait, you hid under the table? I didn't even know this. Oh, I have a video too. I set up the oh, video wow. on the table, but I put my phone on complete darkness so she wouldn't see the camera facing her when she walked up. So she comes in the restaurant and I'm fully slid. I'm not under the booth table, but I'm like halfway under it where I'm was kind there of any, like- Was there any gum under the table? I know. Honestly, <laughs> if there was, it's on my chest. But I- <laughs> Well, because I was slid under it, like back, like doing almost a back bend on that bench. Oh, so your face was up, like looking at the bottom of the table? No, I didn't go all the way under. My head was out. Oh, and then I was behind. Okay. My sister was on the end of the oh, booth. I'm on the okay. inside. Got it. So your shoulders so are on the like bench. I slithered yes. down. So my okay. shoulders are back. So gum would have been on my chest. I wouldn't have seen it. Sorry, I was trying to envision this. Okay, keep going. Well, envision away. So if anyone knows my mom, she's not a very reactive or expressive person <laughs> if you no. wonder why i get my emotionless ways but she came over and they were actually handing out flowers when we got to the restaurant and so we took one we thought oh we'll give that to mom when she walks up and my mom, she walks up to the table and my sister was like happy mother's day got you a flower and then i didn't realize she said that until i watched the video back but i kind of ruined the moment of my sister giving her the flower because i popped up and i was like happy mother's day and then in the video my sister goes well now she doesn't care about my flower <laughs> wow and then she was court. like what oh my gosh i'm so surprised and just like it was great. And then we went to breakfast and then the surprise continued. And she so do you think she was really surprised though? Or do you think she knew? So I asked her yesterday after the fact, and she said, I knew something was up. I knew it was weird that she had asked me to breakfast so early, but she didn't think that it meant I was going to be there. She just thought something was behind it or something was different. Oh, that Kristen asked, right. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I need to I need to go into more depth with her. But in the past, because I surprised her, I threw her a retirement party. She taught for three decades and I threw a retirement party and same thing, had my sister say she wanted to take her to dinner for retirement. Everyone was there. I love surprises. Our wedding was full of surprises. Uh, we had... What did we do? Fireworks for everyone. We had like this surprise kind after of after party, party set yeah. up. I sang the song for the first dance with my mom, which no one knew. Not even I me. Was doing that. Um, what else? I mean, we had oral. We didn't have oral. Uh, the person. <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> oral Hersheiser is what you're trying to say. Officiate our wedding. So he kind of was waiting. No one at the knew. Chapel. And no one knew. I'm pretty sure there were more surprises, but I'm drawing a blank at this point but I love a surprise I don't really love being surprised because I think I don't have I think it has something to do with I don't have really good reactions and or you I think don't, you, you think you get that from your mom yeah and I don't really like being fooled <laughs> I don't like that I like being on top of things but you mentioned your 30th birthday that got, came down to me almost threatening people in your group because you weren't supposed to see your friends before your 30th. I planned a party in, I rented this little space in this bar in West Hollywood that's no longer there. Well, it's a different name now. And then, and then we were going to fly to Denver for the Broncos Dolphins game. And 
you weren't supposed to see your friends, but I think I want to say the Kings asked you to drop the puck. No. Nope. Or it your was, friend had a suite. That's what it was. And you were just going to see everyone at the game. No, I, no, I think it was USC UCLA was playing that day and you had told me that we were going to a concert that night. No, I'm talking about how you were seeing all your friends and family oh. like two days before your party. Right. And I was so afraid that everyone was going to say, oh, we'll see you Friday. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. I think gotcha. you dropped the puck. Yeah, okay. It was something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going back earlier in the week. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I was, I was thinking, talking. I was thinking of the day of when you were like, oh, yeah, we're just going to a concert, and USC was playing UCLA and football, and you went to get your hair done. I went and to I dry bar like, to get a blowout. Yeah, and I knew we had an early flight to Denver the next day. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to really drink that much at the concert because we have an early flight. And so I sat down at goal bar in West Hollywood and watched the USC UCLA game while you were getting your hair done. And I was like, I'm just gonna have a few drinks now. Yeah. You got a little toasty. Right. But little did I know you had this surprise 30th with people flying in from all over the country and no one said a word and I threatened them. Yeah. And then when I thought I wasn't going to drink at all that night, I ended up <laughs> drinking most of the night, which is why you asked me if I remember any of it. And I definitely remember most of it. <clears throat> um, it was a lot of fun. It was that a lot was of fun. A really, really good group. And it was a tough flight the next morning though. But we made it. <laughs> we didn't make it. Well, it was a tough game. It was negative 20. The uh, hot, the hot hands too. were working overtime in my coat pocket. But yeah, I think I just... Well, it's a known fact that I am a control freak. I like things to go my way. And so when there is a surprise to be had, I have to control every single thing in the situation. So I would see a text pop up on your phone from Corey or one of your friends that I knew was coming. And I would immediately side text and say, do not say anything. And they're like, okay, I'm capable of keeping a secret. <laughs> but I was so afraid at the Kings game when everyone was saying bye, because you know, you always think of the next time you're going to see someone when you're leaving them. Yeah. And I was so afraid someone's going to say, Oh, I'll see you Friday. Yeah. A little Floridian slip. You and know? so I even, I think I even prepped some of your friends and said, if you accidentally say, see you Saturday or whatever, just say, Oh, I assume like you're coming to the SC game or something. Like, I don't know. Just make up something. Just don't be stupid. God, what is wrong with you? And then I remember <laughs> when we were pulling up, I know someone was late. I want to say it was Corey again. I'm really putting him on blast, but he was like, oh, we're about to park. And I just said, stay outside. Do not mess this up or get inside very quickly because the only thing near this bar is the Hustler sex toy shop. So you're going to have to come up with <laughs> a freaking, you're going to have to come up with a wild myth if he just sees you on the streets 40 minutes from where you well, live. Well, the whiskey go-go is right next door. Right, he but could why have been would he? going to see the sex pistols or something <laughs> something like that and it ended up working out perfect it always does but i definitely prefer to be on the planning side of the surprise i just love it it's i know that's not one of the five love languages but that is my love language yeah. when i surprise someone even if it's surprising them with a gift surprising them with something as big as a party i just love it so much i feed off of it and when it goes well it is such a rush but it worked so, out so how did you at this mother's day breakfast yes which was surprise number one mm -hmm. how did you pivot to surprise number two like mom get in the car we're going to indiana beach 
So she, well, she was wearing a top that the top that she owns that I don't like. And she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think Courtney was going to be here. I wore the top that she hates. And she was laughing so hard. And so I knew, I mean, initially I knew we were going to have to go back because we were going to amusement park. She'd want to put on sneakers. She would put on a hoodie and all that. So I knew we were going back to the house. And so when we were first at breakfast, I said, oh, what do you have planned today? And she said, oh, I don't really have anything. Um, What if she had like an elaborate like Mother's Day plan with like, her, friend. her friends or something. Well, what were you that would have been canceled. I would have canceled <laughs> that. And I just said, well, do you, you want to go to dinner later? And she said, yeah, let's do it. And then when we were walking out, I was like, actually, we're going to Indiana Beach. And I think she got more excited for that than seeing me initially. Right. Because obviously there's a lot of good memories there. We went there every single year growing up until I was in high school. So that was kind of our spot. And well, this is two or three years in a row now that you've gone there. Yeah, well, it was closed. It was, they sold it and they started selling all of the rides. They sold all the ski ball, which that was our game growing up and started to sell a bunch of these signs around the park, which were these really cool vintage hand painted signs. And I remember actually finding out that the park was closing and they were just doing a fire sale as I was walking into therapy in 2019. The heartbreak was real. And I just plopped down on the couch and I said, the worst possible thing just happened to me right now. (laughs) My childhood favorite place in the world is closed and it's just, they're selling everything. And I just have a really hard time with any sort of change. I'm like a big nostalgia person. I know my first job, well, aside from my paper route, was working in the food court at the water park in my hometown. And when that closed... (laughs) And then someone bought it and they reopened it and then they recently closed it again and just started dismantling everything and sold it off. That broke my heart because you think about these places that you grew up going to and then they're just gone and you think, oh my gosh, I'm not going to have it. And it's just, I think you mourn, I don't know, as you get older, you, it's not even about the place still being there. It's just, it has you close this chapter on I don't know, a place that you loved and Indiana Beach is special. Obviously, we went there with my grandma and my dad and they've obviously both since passed. So just a lot of memories there. But she was very excited. We went and grabbed my brother and we all went down and it was perfect. The weather was saying 80% chance of thunderstorms, which is obviously not ideal for an amusement park with roller coasters and outdoor activities. But It ended up being perfect. There was no rain. And actually, right when we got in the parking lot around 8.15, when the park closed to head back home, it started drizzling. We thought, that is so perfect because we just missed all of the weather. But it's a really, really good day, even though we're all adults now. um, It's really fun to go back. And my mom got on a lot of the rides with us. And I have to say, her expression on some of these rides is quite possibly the best part of the day. But... We played Fascination, which is this very, very old game that my grandma used to sit inside and play. used to have like the ashtray and you could smoke cigarettes. So that was my grandma's spot. And you post up. It's almost like you're sitting. Oh, this is a game at the amusement park. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like something in the car on the way down. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of. No, we just played Perdiddle and uh, license plate bingo. (laughs) Right. But um, (laughs) so you sit down in this indoor area and it's air conditioning. So a lot of the older people like sitting in there when it's 
a lot hotter in the summer. You sit inside and it's kind of like a ski ball machine, but you have a little rubber ball and then you have basically a bingo board kind of with holes in it at the end of the lane. Okay. And so the bell goes off and it's uh, as many people as are in there. I think there's 30 of the different machines and you just kind of roll that rubber ball and it drops in and then there's a board at the top much like where a ski ball score would be. And then as you drop it in these different balls or the different holes, it you're trying to make a row. So you're just trying to get five in a row. Okay. So it's like bingo yeah. essentially. But it's like ski ball. But there's like but this loud bell rings when someone gets it and you just, it's almost like you're playing bingo and you think, right. I'm going to hear someone called bingo. Cause you get close and you have four in a row and then you're trying to get it and it'll go in the same hole that you already had it in. And it's this, very very silent competitive game but you hear people and you have to wait for the ball it goes in the hole and then the ball has to come all the way back down it's like you don't have multiple balls no right i mean i was scheming thinking i could take my sisters and i could have two but they're watching i mean they're the monitors walking around watching you i mean i didn't remember how good i was at this game until i won i mean i think i took six games when we sat in there and played really yeah, wow. I was a skill I didn't know I had. Uh, I was very humble in victory, I have to say. I doubt that. <laughs> but it was you are really the fun. Worst, you're the worst winner and yeah, the worst absolutely. loser I, was I, know. I was screaming, my hands were up. It was people who hated me. <laughs> but <laughs> it was so fun and I was so happy because they sold away the skee-ball machines, the super, super old school ones. You know with the ball that's almost feels like it's wooden? Yeah, oh yeah. And the super long lane and... It was the one thing from the original park that they never sold off. Because the park's been there forever. I think Fascination's probably been there since like the 60s or the 70s. But that was the one thing they didn't sell off. So to have that, I think it's probably the last existing Fascination parlor in the world. The state. I don't know. States. I'm going to have to look North it America. But it's such a cool game. And All so right. to know that they still have that and to have that little bite of nostalgia when we go is is really fun so if you ever have a chance i know one year you had a the end of the all-star break you guys opened up i think in chicago and we talked about going but i think it was maybe before the park was open or something that was so. when we went to um the brett young concert yeah and then we went to what's the little putt-putt tau island or whatever it's oh, called Zayo island, Zayo island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. my hometown Went to the batting cages, remember? Yeah, that was fun. We actually met a few kids. That was that was kind of cool. Met a few kids at the batting cage. And How were those? Were they up to the point? <laughs> it's always funny to think of a Major League Baseball player going into like a rinky-dink well, I mean, batting it's, cage. Like, it's, I guess it'd be like a PGA guy going to a mini golf. Or top golf or something. Well, top, well, golf, top is golf is a just like more. a driving range. But, but what is the top speed on a batting cage? Because it'll say fastball. I think it's 90. I think No chance. No, there. I think most most At Zao Island you think it goes I don't to know 90. about Zao Island, but I'm some of the cages that I was at it was like 60, 70, 80, 90. But were they a batting was it It wasn't an actual baseball. It was the rubber but yellow was it at dimple. A, but was it at a it was an actual mini golf play. No, 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 but it was actual meant for batting cage. Yeah, yeah, it was meant for baseball. The mini golf ones maybe eighties the hardest. <sighs> maybe. I don't, I don't even know. know. But they have slow pitch softball ones too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And then they have fast pitch softball, which that thing whips when that arm comes around. 
Is that a sidearm? Does it whip and nay nay? Yes, it does. Is it? It comes out in the lever. No, it no, comes it out. Comes it comes out from lower because it's the, the softball. And then what yeah, does the baseball pitch. one do? Crank over the top? It's over the top. Yeah. I haven't been in there in a minute. I used to go before I would play softball games, but I right. obviously broke my thumb. You last have nine year, digits. So I can't so. play softball ever again. But would you say you like being surprised? Or you like doing the surprising? I don't think you're very good at surprises. I'm not that great at surprises. <laughs> I like being surprised. You do? I do. I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. What is it about a surprise you think that you like? The uh, part where you didn't expect something to happen. <laughs> and it no, happens. but I mean, do you like that it someone cared that much right. to do something? Or do you like that maybe it led to your birthday where a bunch of your friends were there? Or you just like the feeling of you didn't know something? Well, the crazy thing about my birthday jerk. was... <laughs> <laughs> The crazy thing about my birthday was how many people you got to come in, you know, like I know a lot of Matt people like you. Matt it's and Stacey strange. McCraw came in from like Washington, D.C. Yeah. And then we had people come in from Arizona. We had people come in from, you know, all over the mm -hmm. place. It wasn't just, you know, drive up from your house in Southern California. And yeah. that was the crazy thing was that one, everyone kept the surprise and two people like flew in from far away to come the coolest part was your reaction when you came because there was a curtain for whatever reason the restaurant the way cool. it was set up the guy whipped the curtain i had actually in. never been in that room at pearls because you always go in and you go upstairs yeah. and then there's a there's a rooftop the price point of running the upstairs was a little out of my budget at that okay. point but they actually that room was very cheap i kept thinking it was missing a zero because it was Really? Very, 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 very cheap. It was cool. Especially for a Saturday night. Yeah. I couldn't believe the it, price. It, it was, was really cool. Really, I think they actually didn't charge me. They just said I had to meet a minimum with everyone's tabs. I was like, that will not be a problem. But, okay. The best, yeah, was everyone, you would say hi to someone and then someone else would walk up. And so, I don't know who had my camera, but I had given my camera to someone and uh, said, just take a bunch of photos. And... I think it was Kat maybe had it. But, oh, maybe Kat, yeah. And she was just snapping away in your face when it was like Ike walked up and then yeah. Matt walked up and it was like, what's behind door number three? Right, <laughs> right. So that was really cool. It was crazy because it was like high school friends, college friends, like people I met in pro ball. Like yeah, the, family was the there. family, like the range of people that were in that room. I was like, holy cow. Like, yeah, it was weird seeing all everyone together okay gotta work on another surprise for you now that i know i love yeah i love it i'm just i i mean we surprised kenley for his 400 save yeah with the guitar i and, love i just love it yeah i love it i and asked you all about it i just kept saying did he get the guitar yet did he see it what, happened? what was his reaction yeah i mean i i think he was he obviously loved the guitar he loves music and i found out yesterday why he's into playing the bass his uncle who recently passed away was one of the best bass players on the island of curacao oh wow and so in his honor he wanted to learn how to play the bass oh that's really which cool. i just found out so i guess that 400 saves guitar yeah. and his uncle didn't miss him miss a single game oh, like wow. watched him pitch all the time yeah so i guess that bass guitar with the 400 saves on it is even more meaningful than yeah. I even could have imagined. But I think what kind of over 
powered the surprise at the guitar was the video with all everyone congratulating him because he had no idea. I love a compilation video. Yeah. Of- people with messages to someone no it was it was so cool and and the response because you know obviously red sox pr was behind a lot of it and they were like hey we put together this list and they asked me and kike if there was any other people and uh we were like yeah and so you know i started texting people because i was like i might be able to get responses faster than you guys <laughs> and and the the responses and guys sending the videos back was like instant. a direct text yeah. is always easier than oh, going way, through PR people and then waiting on responses. Way yeah. better. But yeah, I think, I, think you I pulled go. off that surprise. <laughs> you got to go straight to the source sometimes. Yeah. Another favorite thing is watching the military reunion surprise oh, videos. Yeah. I could sit on YouTube and watch those right. all night. Yeah. I don't, those, those like, tractor beam me in i can't like take my eyes <laughs> they're off the best and sometimes they've done it where they put the dad or the mom that's surprising their kid in a mascot uniform at a game or they honor the spouse on the field and they're talking about the person that's overseas and on deployment and they'll be going through all their accolades and honoring them and then they just come up right behind it's just it's the best. I could watch it all day, truly. I will say I have one beef, and it's the ones they put on TikTok that they do the whole thing and they lead it up, and then it ends, and what? you have to like go find the other. Oh, I don't like. Oh, part two. The part follow two. for part two. Like, guys, don't do the part two. Yeah, just, then you're like, just doing we're it for already. Clicks. Yeah, we're already like. You're just on the edge of your seat. Yeah, come no, on, man. It's the best. I I love those, and the ones in children's hospitals where they find out who their hero is or a musician Mm -hmm. or an actor and they'll say oh tell me about this song that you listened to when you've been in the hospital and then there was one with plain white tees with hey there delilah yep and the girl's name was delilah yeah and she loved that song and they're asking her about it and then the lead singer walks in with the guitar and starts playing it that was was, ooh, i have chills it's the best also when they when the kids um do their last treatment and they get to ring the bell and all the nurses and doctors like line the hallway and they get to go home with their family. And it's, I mean, we're obviously heavily involved with the children's hospital and the nurses and doctors in there are like extended family to those kids and their family. And it's uh, it's so emotional watching them like ring the little bell. And when Nano did it in his (laughs) full, his mariachi. full uh, mariachi outfit. That was yeah. unbelievable. But no, those are yeah. the best. I like those videos. Yeah, absolutely. That's why. That's why I'm on social media. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, Just I want to see the. I want to see the feel good stuff. The feel good scrolling is the good part. Yes, it's when you come across the negative. Right. Crap. But all right. Well, speaking of surprises, Uh-oh. not really surprises, but in baseball this year, obviously there have been some changes that might seem surprising there's been some moments that have been surprising to fans as myself watching the game right and amongst the new rules uh obviously the bases are big which i don't think anyone's even talked about this have you do you notice it at all you don't even notice the bases okay it's almost normal even though the other day your teammate stole a base and then (laughs) yanked the second base on the ground oh it was a double Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened. I guess it came <laughs> loose and he was just like, oh, I'm, I want to be like Ricky Anderson. Yeah, and he pulled it. the bag out and then he did our little hit celebration with the bag in his hand. I know. And I, was calling him, I was calling him Ricky. Iconic. So that one doesn't really matter. 
No. Okay, but then the pitch clock has been it spring training it was very interesting and it was jarring to watch because you just get so used to baseball being this kind of I don't know, casual timed sport. And it's not really, I mean, people love it. There's no clocks. It's very relaxing. And then suddenly it just felt like everyone had to be alert and at attention and paying attention to the pitch clock, which starts at 20 seconds. Well, it's 20 seconds with a runner on. It's 15 seconds with no one on. And then the batter has to be ready. Has to be in the box and engaged on the pitcher with Eight seconds left. And then the pitch has to be thrown before the clock, the clock well, strikes the, midnight. The If it's a right-handed pitcher, his left foot has to come off the ground before the clock hits zero. So if he's in the windup, he just has to step back before it hits zero. He doesn't have to actually throw the ball. Do you know if the umpire has something that gives him a beep in his ear or something that alerts him? I don't want to say buzzes him, but no, they, I think supposedly they have like a little buzzer in their pocket or in their belt. Did they get a referral code or (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure, but yeah, they, they are supposed to have that buzzer and I'm not sure how it works. If it buzzes at zero and then they just have to make a judgment call. Like, okay. I don't think it buzzes at eight seconds. so. So, but there's no way to know what, violation at eight seconds if it's the violation on the hitter or the violation on the pitcher and i'll i guess i'll bring it into a scenario well no at eight seconds the violation would only be on the hitter uh well the other day wasn't there a violation at eight seconds you're talking about kenley yes well i'll explain i'll explain what happened with kenley when you yeah i want to bring it it into an actual game scenario okay but so that's my question at eight seconds if the buzzer goes off would how would they know if it was because he technically the hitter was looking at him but his feet were still moving and Kenley said oh if I'm about to pitch to you I just look at your eyes because I'm about to strike you out kind of thing and so that would have been one where it was on the pitcher but it and it wasn't on the hitter or did the hitter get an extra okay so here's what happened so the hitter has to be eyes up engaged at eight seconds However, the hitter can get in the box before that. But the pitcher has to wait until the hitter has is in the box and eyes are up engaged on him. And what happened the other day was Wilson Contreras was hitting and he was playing a little game with Kenley. <clears throat> it was effective, apparently. Um, he had one foot in the box. He had one foot that was just outside the box but he had both hands on his bat and he was staring out at kenley like he was set and ready to go right so kenley comes set and the umpire calls time and warns him and says hey you have to let him get ready so kenley's like okay next pitch Contreras, both hands on the bat looking out at kenley open stance one foot, I mean, I don't even know if it was out of the box the first two times. It was probably on the line, technically in the box. And he's staring out at Kenley, looking at him. So Kenley's like, all right, he's set. Yeah. He's ready. Kenley comes set. They call ball one. And Kenley's like, what? Like, what's happening? What's happening? And everyone thought it was a violation, but they thought maybe the clocks in 
the stadium weren't synced up to what we were seeing on TV. So they thought maybe it hit zero and there was a violation on Kenley taking too long to throw the pitch. Well, I think the confusion was the home plate umpire was like tapping his watch saying like pitch clock violation, which technically that's not a pitch clock violation. Yeah. He just wasn't letting the hitter get set, I guess. There needs whatever. to be a different but, set of signs, obviously for a different right. violation. So it ended up being a walk and Kenley only threw like one ball because it called automatic balls on him. And then the umpires came out and like, my point, I think Adam Hamari was at first base. And I was like, Adam, like he has both hands on the bat. He's looking at Kenley. I was like, his feet, he's open, but I was like, his feet are both in the box. Yeah. I was like, at like, what point is this like not okay for the hitter to do? Like the hitter's basically like trying to dupe him into a violation. And he was like, ah, I don't know the rule. Like these are the rules. I we'll dig into it and you know, it'll probably, he probably won't be allowed to do that. And I'm like, well, probably like it's the ninth inning. <laughs> like we're trying to get this guy out and, and win a ball game. And, and he just walked on two pitches. Right. Like we need to figure this out. Change the whole game. Right. So I don't know. It was frustrating. And I, I, I've had one, I've had one called on me in Philly in Philly. And it was actually, so like I said, you have to be engaged at eight seconds, right? And so the language was always you have seven seconds to get in the box and look up, mm-hmm. right? Because clock starts at 15 with no one on. You have seven seconds. At eight seconds, you got to be looking up. So I, for the entire, I don't know how I didn't get another violation because the entire first month of the season, I was always under the impression that I just had to be looking up at seven seconds because they always said, oh, you got seven, you got seven seconds, oh. but it's not until seven seconds. You, have you seven had seconds seven seconds, 15 to eight. Right. And so when he called the violation on me, I'm trying to remember who the umpire was. Um, doesn't matter. Um, when he called the violation on me, I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I'm looking at the clock and it says seven and he's like, exactly. And I'm like, I have till seven seconds. And he's like, no, you have seven seconds. And I go, yeah, I have till seven seconds. And he goes, no, you only have seven seconds. Like you have, the clock has to be on eight. You got to be looking up he's at like, eight. I and I was like, I will retroactively give you all strikeouts all season because you've had a full count probably every single time. Right. And I was just like, well, shit like i've been wrong this whole time like i the i got time. i'm like what can i say i mean i didn't d- definitely didn't save the day <laughs> but yeah i i felt i actually felt pretty stupid because i like the whole time i was like oh as long as i'm looking up at seven like i'm good but it was the language was you have seven seconds so there's not any possibility are they do you think they'll change it where the first one would be a because he didn't warn you in your scenario. He warned Kenley because it was maybe extenuating circumstances. Right. But they didn't warn you in yours. So why wouldn't that, if you haven't called for a timeout, go as your timeout or go as a quick warning and then next one is obviously a violation because that changes. I mean, you struck out there. Right. Obviously. It wasn't like the count was zero zero and right. then you could kind of change your at bat course you were done you didn't have a chance like you didn't have a chance yeah i mean i think you're right i think two things should be changed on that the pitch clock uh one is if you go over the hitter goes past 
eight, uh, that should count as his timeout before it's a strike. Mm-hmm. And because in, in Kenley's example, like when he came set early, he got warned the first time. And then the second time he did it as a ball. But as a hitter, you don't get warned. You just, it's just a strike. But was he given the explanation that it wasn't of the, cause the time, this, uh, what is it called? What the umpire did, the sign. Signal, the, the signal. signal wasn't, was the same as, as if it was a pitch clock. Right. Violation. I think, and I think that's where Kenley was confused because he kept saying pitch clock violation and Kenley's like, Wait, there's like 14 seconds on the clock. Yeah. We're right? all, I mean, we're all so, very confused. And then the other thing I would change is with no one on instead of, I don't know why it's only 15 seconds, but with runners on is 20. I think it should just be 20 the whole time because right. it is weird. Like you're hitting with runners on, you're hitting with runners on and then you go up for your last at bat, your fifth at bat, and then there's nobody on. And all of a sudden it's 15 seconds and it is significantly faster. Well, you have a whole rhythm and routine that already has to be shortened now. Right. And I think it does take away a lot of the personality. I don't know. I mean, that's me, but seeing what guys do and obviously like you're still able to do your routine, right? Cause a lot uh, of kids, it's, abbrevi- watch, it's abbreviated though. Cause kids would watch and they would memorize routines of their favorite players. And, and now it just, then things that they do. I mean, you think of the batting gloves and Nomar and all that, like obviously that would not happen. And that was something that became kind of like a signature iconic thing for a player. So I think it, could take the personality out of it. And then when you have these violations and then the manager comes out and needs the explanation or there's a meeting on the mound, you're just adding so much time. <laughs> That's to the, the irony, right? That's the irony is like this pitch calm and these pitch clocks are supposed to speed the game up. But then when something happens, it slows the game down because yeah. it has to be an explanation or an argument or whatever. And it ends up just slowing the game down. So Uh, I think the funny part, too, is, you know, everyone was like, oh, you know, a month into the season, no one's even going to notice the clock and there won't be any violations. And it's like, (laughs) well, it's still happening. I think it'll evolve. And I think there's I I don't think the violations are going to go away. I still think they're going to continue to happen. But I think it might change where they it goes to it becomes a warning or something like that. Right. Because you have to think, what if this happens in playoffs? And you think of games that have been decided on like a check swing, which is crazy. It's still not reviewable. And this happens, let's say two runners on in a tie game, bottom of the ninth scenario. And then batters called out by a quarter of a second over the pitch clock and ends a playoff game and a season over that. That's does anyone want that? So, well, that's, what's going to be interesting is like, Hockey, for example, regular season, one overtime period, then they go to three on three or it's the overtime's three on three. And if no one scores, then it goes to shootout, right? Yeah. Like pace of play. They want to get the game over with. Yeah. But once the playoffs start, there's no shootout. Well, it's there's like the no three on three. Can't rule. Right. So, so maybe that should just go away in post game. Obviously in, you want longer games in the playoffs in, too. In the, yeah. In the postseason, it like the speed up rules should go out the door. Like, there's yeah. who who cares if it's a four hour game in the postseason? You just don't want a game to end like that, right? <laughs> I don't think anyone wants wants that. So I don't know. It'll be interesting, but yeah. I appreciate the explanation because yeah. I was watching the one game from home, and so you kind of have the broadcasters trying to figure it out, and 
then if you're at the stadium, I think it's even harder because the umpires are not yeah. not giving explanations like football kind of thing and, and saying what's going on. So we're left in the dark and then you go on Twitter and it's just everyone kind of guessing and wondering what happened. And just to get a clear explanation sometimes is difficult. So, well, it's weird because the umpires have the microphone, so they should just, they should announce it now. Like on a replay, yeah, they announce it. They should say, Hey, pitch clock violation or pitcher did not let the batter get set or hitter wasn't alert strike one. They should announce it. And it happened. It actually happened the other day in Colorado and Philly. Um, not a, not anything with the pitch clock, but they had the benches cleared and some guys got ejected from the game, but like no one knew who got ejected. Like the right. umpires should announce like, Hey, Bryce Harper and bird have been As disqualified. Like, a, so everyone knows what happened. Like a pinch hitter being announced or a defensive substitution. Right. Because the pitcher, the that. pitcher was a relief guy and he had just finished the inning and he was like, I guess chirping on his way off. And then the bench is cleared. So he probably yeah, got, give us the narration. He got ejected, but no one knew because he was done anyway and wasn't going to go back out. Like, yeah. I feel like the umpire should be like, the following you know, players, these players, these players have been, you know, disqualified and tell everyone what happened or not what happened, but at least we got ejected. Like you're wearing the microphone. Let us know. Yeah, I agree. So, I don't know. Well, I'm going to end our episode by reading a few of the reviews for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. So this one is called Love Listening, Five Stars. I am a Dodger JT fan, but now I am a Courtney fan. I enjoy the podcast. Fun, honesty, and great voice. Love that. I don't think you were talking about my voice. (laughs) As you take a sip of water and hit a lower tone. Keep podcasting. I will miss you both here in California, but we'll always listen. That means a lot because I love the people that stayed with us despite our move. Someone said, from JT to KT, I became a JT baseball player fan. Now I'm a marathon runner court fan. Love the podcast. Good luck on the marathon. Thank you. Thank you. That was nice. Baseball and running. When you create a podcast that talks about all things MLB, baseball, and running, I'm all in. Thanks for making a podcast that is positive, funny, and real. Shelly loves to run. Love that. All right, Shelly. Darlene said, impressed. The P situation was impressive. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I'd end up having, <laughs> handing it to the Uber driver and taking the cleaning fee. LOL. I was, I'm not paying any fee and to anybody. Just to that th- was a free pee. Just to think you almost left the pee story out. I know. Yeah. Well, I, I did. And then I had to do it on right. the next episode. Big fan of you both. I appreciate listening to your transparency, behind the scenes, baseball insight, and overall entertainment. And then last one. I think this is crazy, Lori. I know we're... Instagram buds. Uh, she said, love your podcast. I just love when I see there's a new podcast. I was a fan before your running of marathons and now listening to your experiences with them. And the running talk is just the best. I tearfully smile listening to your Boston marathon experience. Thanks for sharing yours and Justin's life with all of us. Love that. Lori. That was Lori. Yeah. Oh, so thanks, I thought Lori. keep the reviews coming and yeah. we'll keep reading them. They make us happy. And make sure you leave your name so we can shout you out. Yeah. A lot of times it's leave a, a review I think they use your, whatever your, username is for apple so that's oh, why sometimes it's yeah. handles and not full names but put on your instagram handle well you I'll can write your name in the shout out yeah write your name in your social and i'll shout yeah. you out love the reviews well you're embarking on a long 10-day road trip on the west coast Going san diego to cali to cali <laughs> and anaheim and in arizona anaheim. yeah so i know we'll see a lot of people at the anaheim games san diego games maybe the arizona games Love to say hello. 
and safe travel. Do I mean, I'm joining you, you tomorrow. Do you have any stickers? You're going to need to get some stickers. Oh my gosh, I don't have stickers. Uh-oh. I'll just give out hugs. Everyone asks for stickers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode. A friendly reminder to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And again, Apple and Spotify listeners, make sure you're rating and reviewing the podcast. And thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you all next week. See ya. Bye. Boom. 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 Boom.